Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Wikipedia defines ghosting as follows. Ghosting, also known as simmering or icing, is a colloquial term which describes the practice of ending all communication and contact with another person without any apparent warning or justification and just really ignoring any subsequent attempts to communicate. Oh, yeah. So, um, in other words, normal and regular behavior in today's gay society. Just like insert that part right there. It's a tale as old as time. That hot jock top that you have been eyeing on your grinder grid for weeks finally hits you up and wants you to come over and fuck, and you thought that this would never fucking happen because, uh, according to you, you just assumed that because this guy was so hot, model esque, and perfect, that he was so far out of your league that he would never be interested in you at all, whatsoever. But here he was, in this fucking moment, hitting you up and asking you to come over for a fuck. So, what do you do? Everything just kind of rolled around in my mind when this happened to me, you guys. I I didn't know what was happening. Up to this moment in my life, this was the hottest guy that had ever hit me up on Grindr. I needed to make sure that everything was perfect. I got in the shower. I douched. I cleaned up. I shaved. I did everything that I thought I needed to do to make myself look pristine. Enough to be worthy of this hot jock top's acceptance. The moment that I walked through his fucking door. And the moment that I did walk through his fucking door, I realized that this was no catfish, you guys. This guy was so fucking beyond gorgeous, even more so than any of the photos that he had like presented to me on Grindr. And it was even better than I expected. Was this really happening? And as you may have already guessed, the sex was out of this world. Mind-blowing, just beyond recognition to a place where was has like just like put my clothes back on chatted with him for a little bit and you know decided to exit the building of his apartment and went on my gay walk of shame in that moment wanting so bad to text all of my friends and send them a screenshot of this grinder profile photo of this hot jock top that I had just gotten my mind 
blown out of the water with during sex. And I just wanted to brag so bad. And I was so excited and jumping up and down like a little fucking schoolgirl. And just as I opened up my grinder to find that guy to send the screenshot to to my friends, I realized that he had suddenly just completely blocked me. And just, it was like the worst ghost moment that I had ever experienced in my life. And you know, guys, listen, even to this day, I still don't fucking understand what the fuck happened. I thought everything was good. According to me, the sex was just beyond, like out of this world, amazing in every way that you could possibly describe. He was into it. He was screaming his head off. I just knew that what we were having in that moment during sex like I think in my mind I was like picturing like a a cake flavor seating arrangement for the wedding reception all of it it, like this was like the fucking man of my dreams that hot jock top that I just knew would be the one for me moving forward but here we are in this moment where I just realized that I had been blocked but why why was I suddenly blocked why was I ghosted Never to see that hot jock top ever again. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's talk about that topic of conversation that I just know everybody is far too familiar with. Ghosting within the gay community. I know you've done it. I know I've done it. But why are we all still fucking doing it? now listening to My Gay Expose podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host. Popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Ronnie Washburn here. And welcome back to the show that really only will ghost you if it sort of feels like maybe it's somewhat of a decent reason to do so. My Gay Expose Podcast. And on this week's expose, we talk about that one topic of conversation that I just know has at one point or another been on the lips of every single gay. Ghosting. And you guys, listen... We've all been ghosted. I've been ghosted. I know you've been ghosted. He's been ghosted. She's been ghosted. They've been ghosted. We've all fucking been there, done it to other people, etc. I mean, just everybody is not guilt free of that ghosting situation, at least once in their life. And, you know, the common notion in today's gay society is that ghosting is really just fucked up and wrong. And, 
is it really ever okay to ghost somebody? That's the question that was asked this week to a few of my friends, as well as you, the listeners, in the Our Gay Expose segment. So we'll get the answers to all of that and more this week. And listen, I'm just going to start off by saying that I, as an individual, fervently believe that ghosting is just fucking wrong. I am so blunt, direct, and candid, and so comfortable having that uncomfortable conversation with anyone about why we can no longer speak or talk or whatever. That's just me. That's who I am. But I also get that not everybody is like me, and not everybody can put themselves in a situation where they just justify in their mind that they're just going to ghost somebody and just never speak to them again with no explanation, no reasons why, no none of it. And, well, maybe there is one specific situation that I did feel like it was okay for me to go. So I'll tell you that story and all the reasons why I did feel that in this situation it was okay to ghost. And then you can tell me what you think about it. (laughs) But first, before we actually get home from that very first date and realize the guy wasn't exactly what you expected. And you look at your phone thinking, should I text him? Should I not? Should I text him? Should I not? First, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose. The segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over, or just re-say shit that I've said in past episodes that either you didn't fully understand, I didn't fully understand, you came for me and I felt like I needed to readdress, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh, fuck God, what the fuck? What was I even trying to say there? Jesus, what a goddamn mess. That definitely merits a re-expose. Okay, you guys. So, you know, every single fucking time I publish any sort of episode about a boyfriend, an ex, anyone I'm seeing, the floodgates just fucking open. So I realized after getting multiple questions around this underlying topic from last week's expose that... I need to clarify just a little bit as to what the reasons were. Why my ex, Brayden, initially broke things off with me. So when we actually had the sit-down conversation, and you know, here's the thing, you guys. You guys can be as nosy as you fucking want. If it's annoying, nosy questions, I usually just ignore them. But this is actually, I don't give a shit about exposing all of my bullshit for the most part. So it's like, I don't really care. Uh, This is a part of my life that is so far removed behind me that, yeah, I'll just, I'll just talk about it and explain just a little bit further all the reasons why Brayden broke things off with me that day. He pretty much told me that, I think I remember his exact words were, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. And you know, you can't really like argue with that. That's just not a statement that can be argued with. Those are his feelings and those are legitimately valid feelings. And and he said something like he was trying to discover himself a little bit more as a single gay man versus being, you know, kind of clumped into a relationship. So I sort of feel like 
He felt that there was a lot about himself that he needed to explore more. And you know what those details of that meant? I, I don't really know. But, you know, it was a very respectful, you know, situation where we sat there and talked about everything. And it was it was legit. And he really honestly did want to maintain a friendship. He could have just said that and just completely ghosted me. But, you know, he didn't. He's here. He's in my life. He's one of my best friends in the whole fucking world. And I really wouldn't have it any other way. So I it felt like I needed to clarify that just a little more. It was just really more about him and his own self-discovery journey, being single and wanting to do that on his own versus he didn't really know who he was in a relationship with me, if that makes sense. That was really all the things that he explained to me that fateful day. <laughs> so I hope that helps. So you guys, I, I'm so excited. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is going so well. So, you know, just this week I decided I was going to highlight one of the pieces in specific. And one that I feel is probably, I would consider it to be the most popular at this point. And honestly, I didn't think this was going to be the most popular. Because I had a lot of these designs tested with some people and opinions. And I gathered all the information based on what people thought about each of the pieces. And this was one of the the pieces that didn't really perform well in this little study, so to speak, that I did before I launched the line. So it's really interesting to see that you, the listeners, or you, the world, are just loving the Popper Sommelier piece that's now available on Bossy Power Bottom, where? On RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase done in a muscle tank a tank top and a t-shirt in various colors and it's so you guys I, this one I actually is one of my favorites personally because it really is just if you haven't looked yet take a look it just says popper sommelier and the I in the word sommelier is actually a bottle of poppers and it looks so fucking good and clearly you think so too <laughs> hands down probably the most popular piece in the entire collection, which again, totally shocking. So the next time you get a moment to take a look, go to RonnieWashburn.com and take a look at the Popper's Sommelier piece. And then one more little piece of clarification this week or re-expose, so to speak. You know, last week in the re-expose segment, I talked a little bit about the U equals U t-shirt that's available in the Bossy Power Bottom wear line as well, and what it means, why I designed it, and basically just created that t-shirt by itself just to raise money for the AIDS life cycle and my specific AIDS life cycle journey. And you guys, the whole premise of this is to create a conversation, to create a moment where we talk about what this shirt says. When it says, you read it and it says, undetectable equals untransmittable. So let's fuck. The conversation piece, if you don't know what that means already, has to be, what does this mean? And that's my way of doing a service to the entire world to educate people, to raise awareness of what this is, what this means, and why it's a thing. And of course, I have to do it in a vulgar way. So that is the reason why this specific piece is sparking a little bit of controversy, because I feel like people who are sensitive to this specific topic in itself 
are sensitive to it for a very specific reason, and that's their own individual reason. But you guys, this is me. I am very inappropriate, very blunt, very direct. I don't give two flying fucks what anybody else thinks. And this piece, the undetectable equals untransmittable, so let's fuck, where all the proceeds 100% go to the AIDS life cycle. And my AIDS life cycle journey, it's a thing. It's there. You can take the controversial piece away from the puzzle because, you guys, it's not going anywhere. You can think it's inappropriate. You can think it's, quote, too much, as one person said, unquote. I don't give a shit. I am doing a very good thing and doing my due diligence as an HIV AIDS advocate to create a moment where we have this specific conversation. And that's it. I'm not going to answer any more questions, you guys. Just buy one. It's meant for people who might be HIV positive and want to endorse what that means, or even people who are negative. And it's just their way of saying that they're understanding that they can fuck guys who are HIV positive and undetectable, unprotected, and not contract the virus. It is solely for that conversation and solely for my AIDS life cycle journey. And speaking of AIDS life cycle and the AIDS life cycle journey that I'm about to embark on next year, you guys, please, please, please donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. I'm still trying to raise $5,000 before June of 2023 to raise money, raise awareness, do the very same thing I'm trying to do with this very fucking t-shirt and just be a part of this incredible week-long bike ride from San Francisco to Los Angeles. So just do me a solid and donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. Links in all my bios, all my socials, all my websites, if you pretty much just Google Ronnie Washburn, you can find a way to donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. So before we get my gay expose on this week's topic of conversation that just so happens to have a... Oh, shit. He has his fucking read receipts on. I sent him that text message three days ago. He's seen it. Hasn't responded. What the fuck? Themed undertone. First, let's get your gay expose. And this week, the question was asked to a few of my friends as well as you, the listeners. Do you feel that it's ever okay to ghost someone? Why or why not? And explain. So let's get those responses now. Michael says it's never okay to ghost someone. However, there are plenty of interactions that I've had with others that have made me want to, but I just man up and tell them I'm not interested and the reasons why. Porter says, I believe that ghosting is just something that we all should morally know is wrong, even if we don't want to have that uncomfortable conversation with somebody that we don't want to see anymore, we should still let them know the reasons why, so that maybe that person can actually learn from what they did that turned the other person off. This, you guys, is a very fucking good point. 
But yet, most of us find ourselves not doing this at all. I mean, am I wrong? (laughs) Blake says, I wholeheartedly believe in karma. And I think that if you ghost someone, then somewhere later on down the line, someone else is going to ghost you. So I always think about that with every interaction that I have. Nathan says, ghosting is just like lying. It's something that we all do on a regular basis, even though we know we shouldn't, but still somehow find ourselves still doing it. Walter says, no, but I've gotten ghosted before. (laughs) I love how this bitch is like saying it like as if he's only been ghosted once. But again, I do sort of feel like ghosting has a pretty broad spectrum in regards to the definition of what exactly it means. Uh, This just probably means he was ghosted by somebody he was seeing pretty hardcore and serious, which I think is the prime definition here. But there are so many other different ways you can fucking be ghosted. That's fact. My straight brother Ryan says as follows. No, it's cowardly. Tell them what's up, then block them if necessary. Ghosting is for bitches. (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen, once again, my straight brother Ryan 1000% proves that even though he and I are so opposite in personality in regards to the fact that I'm so openly and directly bluntly gay and he's so openly and directly bluntly straight... We're both really kind of the same person in regards to just being completely, straightly, directly blunt. (laughs) Michael number two says, yes, when they've done something that offends you or makes you feel uncomfortable. Otherwise, if not interested in the person, just tell them that you're not interested Well, okay, so is this a yes and a no? Like, I do feel like that's the overall underlying tone of what we all in our heads feel that we are morally supposed to do is just tell someone, hey, it was really great meeting you last night, but I don't think this is going to work out. And this is the reasons why X, Y, Z, whatever. Even if you lie, whatever, that's not ghosting. But to actually just completely not talk to anyone ever again That's like full-on fucking ghosting. There was actually a funny fucking meme that got viral around the Halloween season this year. And it was like a costume idea for a ghost. And it was just like a sheet over your head that looked like a ghost. And on the front of it, it was like a texting conversation that said, Hey, I had a really great time with you last night. And then it was like, thanks, me too, from the other person. And then it was like, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, with all the different days. And it was just, that is real fucking ghosting at its fucking finest, like actually making the other person think that you're interested and then just never fucking talking to them ever again. And we'll get a little bit more into that in depth in this week's expose. Paul says, I think it's just given the situation. In my experience, ghosting really is defined as not communicating with somebody that you've been very heavily involved with. But I think that it also applies to people who go out of their way to extend the initial interactions on apps, dating sites, etc. 
But really, at the end of all of it, regardless of how involved or not involved you are, everyone should just communicate in the proper way. Mark says, I don't really feel like it's ever appropriate to ghost anybody, unless it gets a little crazy, psycho, and maybe even scary. But other than that, you should always be honest with whomever you're trying to interact with and let them know how you really feel. Joe says, In my opinion, ghosting really depends on how deep of a connection is made. Okay, that actually is kind of a good point. I will say that. It really does depend on how deep of a connection is made, right? Because if it's somebody you just barely met, then it really doesn't, I don't really feel like it's considered to be ghosting. It's just normal, just forgetting about people moving on with your life, or at least in my opinion. But uh, anyway, Joe continues as follows. If it's a dick pic on Grindr, then ghosting is judicial. If it's a long conversation thread, then dick pics, then a simple mm, no thanks is sufficient. If you've met them in person and it wasn't a vibe, then maybe. But if they reach out, then kindly decline. Unless that person is psychotic, then block and report to the proper authorities. (laughs) And so really, this just is a back and forth of really just all over the fucking place. But I think you get the gist of what he's trying to say. (laughs) Sergio says, if the person has shown that they are crazy, there's something that makes you feel like your safety or anyone around you could be in danger, then breaking communication can be safer than telling the person you don't want to see or talk to them or be around them anymore. And that just sort of sounds like you've been in one too many (laughs) of those potential crazy situations. But Sergio, I'm here to tell you you're not alone because that is the subject of this week's expose. Crazy. Kyle says, it's never okay to ghost. But have I done it many times? Well, yes. (laughs) Kevin says... Oh, my fucking God, this fucking bitch. Oh, God. I I don't even know if I should read this shit. (laughs) Kevin says as follows. Yeah, sure. Why not? Boys are always a dime a dozen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You are not winning any sensitivity awards uh, at all. (laughs) So stupid. Abraham says, yes. For example, I would have ghosted the guy who catfished you. (laughs) Okay, guys, so Abraham's probably one of my closest friends and I confide in him a lot about a bunch of shit. So spoiler alert, Abraham just sort of kind of gave away what we're going to be talking about this week. And without saying too much, there are so many different fucking layers to all the reasons why I decided to ghost this guy. You're just going to have to drop your own personal conclusion for yourself. So stay tuned for the rest of this week's expose. (laughs) You know, normally I do at this point in the show say, as usual, all of these answers are just one big giant cluster fuck. 
really just all over the place. But this week, you guys, they're not. They're not all over the place. In fact, most answers leaned toward the idea and the notion that it is morally wrong to actually ghost people and just completely cut off communication entirely. Really, you just need to let the person know, even if you don't want to hurt their feelings and explain that you're just moving on for X, Y, Z reasons. And listen, like I said before, I know that not everyone's like me and not everybody is comfortable having these uncomfortable conversations. But you guys, there was one specific situation that I had with a guy that I had fully invested time and effort in and something fucking happened that just, I didn't know what to do. I was dumbfounded. I just shocked, blew my mind, could not believe that I was in this fucking situation. Uh, Really, let's just, just get into it. I'll have to tell you the story and all the reasons why. For the very first time in my entire life, I thought it was okay to ghost somebody. And whether you agree with me or not, you'll just have to listen through and tell me what you think. And just on that note, if you didn't get your answer read this week, don't worry. Just continue to follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay. And now, let's get my gay expose. And you'll find out all the reasons why in my head, in this moment, I thought it was okay to ghost this guy. But in reality, it kind of backfired in my face. So let's get that story and just anything that you probably already know about ghosting that's happening in current day society now. guys, listen, I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster. And it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. (laughs) But you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. So here's the thing. Ghosting is just so much more common, even in today's society, than I think we're all really willing to admit. Because if you think about it, there's so many different variations of ghosting that's happening out there in the gay community. I mean, listen, we've got ghosting where you actually meet up for the first time. And then you see each other, interact with each other. Things seem to go well. And then you never hear from that person ever again. You've got the random grinder hookup that you don't really put a whole lot into. But when you show up to the actual guy's house to have sex, you have sex. And then 
you think maybe I could have sex with this guy again because the sex was so good. And then they end up like just blocking you like in the opening story or just not responding to you anymore or just you never ever see that guy. Even though he says to you on the way out, we should make this a regular thing. They just never hit you up or really probably have no intention of ever seeing you ever again. And then there's the date ghosting where it's like you're actually going on a fucking date when you're trying to take dating seriously and like you're trying to get out of your little hoey phase and you know you want to meet someone and you've been talking to this guy for about a month and you've invested so much time and effort into this first meeting and then everything seems to go well it seems to go great in fact you make it a point in your mind to not go home with this guy because you think he's special and different and unique and you can't wait to see him again and maybe we'll revisit sex on date number two but then what happens he ends up ghosting you and you never hear from him again either it's just ghosting really is very that you know i have to say i was on tinder before i was in my two and a half year relationship with my ex and then, you know, obviously I deleted Tender when, you know, I was in the relationship because I had no need for it. So when him and I broke up, I re-downloaded Tender and I realized that the app had changed in so many different ways to a place where I feel like it's so overly saturated that I really do feel that Tender is one of the fucking stupidest apps out there. And honestly kind of has been dubbed and stereotyped within the gay community to be the dating app because like I mean let's just face it we've got our grinders we've got our scruffs we know exactly where we want to go to fuck in fact I even have currently in this moment on my tinder profile like the sentence that says because everybody always asks you what you're looking for which is such a fucking annoying question I hate that question oh so much But I have the sentence on my profile, in my bio. It says, if I just wanted a random hookup or friends with benefits, then I'd be on Grindr right now. Like, in other words, I'm not looking for that here. I'm not looking for sex here. I can get sex on Grindr anytime I want. I'm on Tinder because I'm actually looking to do something other than sex. Something like dating. Something like let's get to know each other. Something like let's see how things go. But you guys, I match with fucking people all the fucking time. And you match with someone. You match with someone. You match with someone. You match with someone. And then either they chat with you and then you respond or you chat with them and then like and then they don't respond or like and just basically what I'm trying to get at is when you match with guys on Tinder, that doesn't necessarily mean fucking anything anymore whereas it kind of did when I was using it like two and a half years ago like if you matched with someone you were all in and you just wanted to see what that was all about but now I feel like it's just so overly saturated that all these guys match with you and like half the time they're like all the way on the other side of the world trying to get you into investing in cryptocurrency or they're in a foreign country trying to see if somehow you'll bring them to the United States so they can get their fucking green card or they just want to fuck on Tinder. And I'm like, I just don't get this. Like, why are like, it's just, it's so confusing. So honestly, I try my very best not to take Tinder super seriously any longer because 
what I've learned is it's really not the serious place to be if you're really trying to date anyone. It's just not the place to go. But honestly, Tinder is notorious for guys who really want a ghost. And not just Tinder. Like I mentioned before, in all of these other scenarios, there's so many different situations where you can get ghosted or you just decide to ghost a guy for XYZ reason. But like, let's think about it for a moment. What makes it any more right for you to ghost someone than them to ghost you? (laughs) Think about that shit for a moment. Because I know for me personally, especially with this show and being in kind of like sort of the public eye, I have to be careful with how I treat people. Not that I want to treat people badly. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is I want to openly embrace people, even if I'm not into them. I'm just that person that will be open and honest and tell them straight to their face that I'm not interested. And you guys, despite all the times that I've been ghosted for God knows why, XYZ amount of reasons, like, I don't know, maybe I just wasn't what people expected. I know that I've been ghosted so many times because people found out about this show or, you know, how inappropriate my everyday life is or that I am kind of a slut or that I'm always on grind. I mean, you name it, you could probably find a reason why somebody ghosted Ronnie Washburn. But but the reality of it is, is I know that I'm a fucking good catch. So why do we all get ghosted? Because I like I have friends who are like so fucking attractive, some of the most amazing people in this world, and they're getting ghosted too. It's just we're all fucking getting ghosted. And why? Why are we still doing this? In 2022, why is it just becoming easier to ghost people? Well, I feel the apps and hiding behind a phone is the biggest reason why. Because like, I think that before when you actually had to meet people in person, or it was like the apps were a little less saturated, it was a little bit more difficult to kind of just suddenly ghost someone, even though it still happened. But now... Now ghosting is just so fucking easy. You don't even wonder why someone stopped talking to you anymore. In fact, there have been people who have, you know, texted me and we were talking for a while and then life just happened and, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then, you know, before you know it, months go by and then they text you out of the blue and then you realize like, oh shit, like I haven't talked to that guy in such a long time. What? I don't even remember why we stopped talking. So I mean, there are so many different fucking things in life that create this moment that is known as the gay ghost. So that being said, because I am in the public eye and because I do have an image to uphold and because honestly, I'm just like a genuinely good person and don't want to hurt people, especially if they're not who I thought they were. What happens when you finally meet that guy on Tinder and he ends up being such an amazing guy and you start to chat on the phone and you start to text back and forth. You start to set up your first meeting and you text all day every day and things just really seem to go out in a direction where you were hoping it was supposed to go this entire moment and you start to wonder in the back of your mind like, Is this too good to be true? Why is this guy so attractive, so perfect, seems to have all his shit together, and I just 
I, I can't really understand how anything could go wrong here. And then the end of this story ends up being a moment where you unintentionally actually ghost him. And what the fuck just happened here and why? And so let me explain exactly what happened because I do feel like a lot of people try really hard to give people shit for ghosting. Here's the thing. In my experience with ghosting, it just happens and then you just move on. And that's what I've learned. People are going to reject you all the time and you may not always know why, but it's just best to like know that, listen, like me, for example, I'm a fully confident individual in myself. I don't give a shit if whatever there was about me that turned you off or that made you just stop talking to me, or maybe you found somebody better, or who knows what. I don't give a shit. I'm moving on to the next. But you guys, the story that I'm about to tell you got a little crazy, a little bit. The call is coming from inside the house, and I honestly started to like feel a little unsafe and uncomfortable with this specific guy. And so let me explain the little story that I like to call Once Upon a Time. There was a ghost who had to do his job because he met a catfish. And I'll explain what that means now. So this guy, like I said, met him on Tinder. He seemed really great. Everything seemed to be checking all the boxes in all the right places. He was super attractive. All the photos he sent me were on point. Like he had several profile pictures on his Tinder that he was very fit. He was very good looking. He was gorgeous. Like I was all in. And you know, when I started chatting with him and started talking to him, he seemed like he had a really fun personality. Things just really seemed to click in all the right ways, just exactly the way that they were supposed to go. It just, everything seemed too good to be true. And the best part I think about this guy was the fact that I actually matched with him on Tinder because I was visiting my best girl in Sacramento. So the idea that there was this guy that lived in Sacramento and wasn't in my own city, there was something about that that I think I was really into just because like, you know, I done all the things in San Francisco with all the guys and all the dating and I had just been getting a little tapped out with all of it in this moment and just The idea of dating an SF is just such a hard concept in itself. And I've gone over that shit so many times on this show. But this guy seemed so different. And I I think because he was living in Sacramento that I felt like it was just a little bit better. I, I don't know. But what he did for work, I don't really understand, honestly, what he did for work. He was some kind of like district area supervisor of some kind who frequent in the Bay Area often. So in other words, it was like for a hotel chain of some kind. And he was constantly recruiting hotels, privately owned hotels, etc. like in the Bay. And they would all fall under like his business that he would incorporate into his group. Again, he tried to explain it a few times and it just flew over my head. So I have no fucking clue what that means. And as I got to know the guy a little bit longer, it really seemed like this job was really like amazing. His personality was really fun. Again, photos were super gorgeous. He would send me selfies as we would just randomly text throughout the day. Like I'd say to him, like, what are you up to? And he's like, oh, I'm just sitting on the couch watching TV. And then he'd send me a selfie and he was just like in a hot little tank top with a hot body. And I was like, "Ooh, this guy is 
oh, I'm feeling this. This is really working for me. Let's just see how all of this plays itself out. And then we decided that I guess he had to be in San Francisco for a some kind of a meeting of some sort over the weekend. So he wanted to know what I was doing on the weekend. So we thought that maybe we could actually meet in person on a Sunday. So, you know, I had to work in the morning and I thought, you know, it'd fine. It'd be fine to like, maybe we could just get dinner or some shit like that. And so, you know, like a four or five days before we actually had established that day to be the day that we would finally meet in person after talking for several weeks, he made jokes that he had to get a hotel because I guess the meeting he was doing was super early that following Monday morning. And so he's getting a hotel. And so like the joke was like, oh, hey, you know, like, let's do dinner. And then I'll take you to my hotel. And then we can spend the night together. And then I'll drop you off at work the next day. Like he said it in like a joking way. And I'm not gonna lie, like I was down for it. If all of the boxes were checked in the way that they were supposed to, if everything jived in the way that they had been up to this moment, I wouldn't have a problem going home with them. It sounded like a fun time. Like I, I, I felt like it was the perfect opportunity to do all of it. I, I just, it sounded great. Perfect. We made the plans. Awesome. So on that Saturday night, I, well, excuse me, Sunday morning, the day that we were supposed to meet up, that evening, I woke up that morning to a text from him that he had sent Saturday night that I had, I guess, already fallen asleep through because it was kind of a late text. And it's basically a million excuses as to why he was no longer available to come for the meeting. And I was a little annoyed, but I was like, all right, well, whatever, that's fine. The, the, The excuses that he was giving me seemed a little, I don't know if I 100% believe that that's why you're giving me these excuses. So I really don't know how I feel about that because I feel like you're kind of full of shit. But, you know, let's just call it, call time of death on the date and just move on and see if we can somehow salvage a second time to meet in person finally or some shit like that. Who knows? Who knows what will happen from here? So I went about my day on that Sunday at work and I I was kind of, I think I was leaving work actually and he sent me a random text that said, Hey, I'm NSF after all. So really quick, let me back up. When he was canceling on me, he was telling me that he was not coming to San Francisco anymore. Like he was just fully canceling the situation. Something about him not feeling well. He was in pain. There was a lot of reasons why I won't go into any specific detail, but like he basically was completely shelving the entire trip in itself. So as I'm leaving work, he texts me saying, oh, hey, I'm in San Francisco. Do you want to grab a drink? And I was like, what the fuck? Why is he in San... Like, I thought he wasn't coming to San Francisco. Like, I thought we had plans. I thought we were supposed to have dinner. Like, why is he now texting me after he told me he wasn't coming, now saying that he's in San Francisco and he wants to meet up for a drink? I'm just so confused. I thought he was in pain. Like, none of it made sense. So I was a little irritated by the sudden change of mind in his regard. So... I made up some bullshit excuse about having plans with friends, which I ended up hanging out with a friend that night, but I, I didn't really technically have plans at that moment. But I was, I was annoyed. I was irritated. I was like, what the fuck? Like, we made plans. You canceled. You said you weren't coming. And then you didn't tell me that you changed your mind and you were coming. You just were like, surprise, I'm in San Francisco. 
it, it was all a little weird, all a little strange. And I just didn't, things were starting to like, kind of not add up. So I went about my evening, hung out with my friend. I think I drank that night or whatever. Ended up going home, passing out, whatever. I had to be to work super early Monday morning. So I got up, did my thing in the morning, went to work, did my office day, blah, 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 etc. And usually on Mondays, I kind of like leave a little early because it's the one day that I don't necessarily work in the restaurant per se. I just, again, office day. So I get there super early, get it all done and out of the way, usually before like 11. So as around that time in the morning, I was kind of heading out and I got a text from him and he was asking if we wanted, he wanted to meet for coffee. And so even though I was still a little bit annoyed about like all the canceling and all of that bullshit, I was like, you know what? Why not? Like he said it had to be a quick meeting. He had an appointment in Sacramento. He had to go back. So it had to be a quick coffee. I was like, all right, fine, let's do it. You guys, for what I'm about to say next, I really want everyone to understand one fucking thing before I move forward at all whatsoever. This guy sent me photos of himself that I now know were not actual current photos of him. His po- Every photo that he had on his fucking Tinder profile was a old not accurate accurate photo because when I met up with him in that moment to have coffee, not only did he show up to the intersection of where I lived, which I didn't feel like I remember telling him that I lived at the cross street. And it was just weird that he just randomly showed up there. So we're already kind of segueing into like the calls kind of starting to come from inside the house. But when he showed up, you guys, he was like, he was so fat and I'm not here to fat shame anyone. I'm not at all, but like he fucking lied to me. He was leading me on. He made me think that he was looking a certain way and he didn't look that way at all. Like to a place where he was sending me actual selfies of what I thought were him in that moment watching TV and he looked fit and in shape. And then when he showed up, He was like at least 50, 60 pounds heavier than any of the photos revealed to me. And I just, I just felt, I just felt like he really just lied to me. So I went to coffee with him because I honestly didn't really know what to do. It was like outside of my door at my house. And I just felt so weird about the situation. Like I was fully being catfished. Like for sure, 100%, almost to a place where it was so elaborately thought through that we even had a conversation on the phone once where he said that he felt he was getting fat. And I was like, oh, you know, everybody feels that way about themselves, right? Because we're all gay. And we laughed about it. But like, I honestly thought that's what he meant because that's what I say. And I'm nowhere near fat. And you guys, as much as I hate to say it, he was so much over, more overweight than he led me to believe. It was just a deal breaker, 100%. And I was so glad that that coffee situation was so short-lived and it was supposed to be that way because I felt so fucking uncomfortable throughout that entire meeting. Now, here's the thing. Shit gets a little bit more crazy as we move on. So for the rest of that day, he didn't text me at all. So I think in the back of my mind, I thought, well, perfect. Like, he didn't like me either. Maybe there was something about me he didn't like. 
awesome, great. Oh my God, perfect. The next day, again, didn't text me. He even posted something on Facebook that I saw. So it's like, I knew that he was available to like use his phone, at least to post on Facebook, but he just didn't text me. So I officially thought it was over. And so I think in the back of my head, I was justifying it by saying like, oh, well, so he's not texting me. So I'm not going to text him either. And then on Wednesday afternoon, I got a text from him after like almost two days of hearing nothing from him. Hey, I've been so busy. Sorry, I didn't mean to not text you. How's your day? And in that moment, so much had happened. I just didn't know what to do. I like called one of my best friends and I was like, oh my God, here's the situation. What do I do? I feel so bad because I don't want to be a dick, but like, I feel like he fucking lied to me. And should I say something? Like, I just don't know what to do. So honestly, you guys, I was just going to leave it alone and just see if it would like kind of just dwindle away on its own. That was my plan. I So yes, I was ghosting him. I was fucking ghosting him in this moment and hoping that we could just keep it cordial on Facebook and just really kind of call it a day. Because by the way, we had like 180 something mutual friends, which is fucking crazy. Because if you remember, I am originally from Sacramento. So we had a lot of fucking mutual friends. So it was a little weird and I just didn't know what to make of it. And I just really hoped that it would just kind of go away. So finally, what ended up happening was randomly Friday, two days later, I just so happened to open Facebook, which I don't really do much of very much anymore. Like I I almost honestly never go on Facebook anymore, really only just to promote the show or anything related to like my brand. Uh, that's really it. I, I don't do a whole hell of a lot on Facebook. But every once in a while, I'll log in to check. And you know how you always just like log in and that one random post just so happens to be in your feed because, well, that's luck of the draw. And so it was a, a post by this guy who said as follows. Now, keep in mind, you guys, this was in the month of October, just for basis of reference. But his post said as follows. The gays are almost as obsessed with Hocus Pocus in October just as much as they are ghosting people 365 days a year. And I looked at that post in total fucking shock and knew that that post was completely directed 100% in my direction and I just didn't know what to do. I couldn't think of anything else to do, you guys, but I blocked him on Facebook. I blocked his phone number. I unfollowed him on Tinder. I just I just felt like that was a personal attack on me. And I just, I didn't want any drama. I don't need that drama. I just needed to be completely fucking done with it. So I don't really know if that was a good move or not because what happened next is a little bit, the call is coming from inside the house. On Tuesday, after this Friday... I get a text message from a Stockton area code phone number that is unknown to me that says as follows. Now, before I read what this text message says, when I blocked him, I had to like make what I was feeling in that moment known. So I passive aggressively and purposefully and probably shouldn't have done this, but I did anyway, posted in the same background that he chose the Facebook post that says as follows. 
Once upon a time, there was a ghost that had to do its job because it met a catfish. <laughs> so that was like my little retort to him. And I think I blocked him after that. So I gave him enough time to actually see that before I actually fully, completely, and entirely blocked him. But again, fast forward to this Tuesday. I'm recording. I'm doing a bunch of work for the Bossy Power Bottom wear line. I'm really busy throughout my day. And I just so happened to get this random text that in the moment I was on my phone. I just thought I would check later. You know, we're kind of approaching election season, so I was getting a lot of texts from unknown numbers that was like, hey, it's Gary from Yes on Proposition Y. Let me tell you all the reasons. Like, you know, you get all those fucking bullshit election texts, and I, I guess I just kind of assumed that that's what it was. So later, hours later, actually, when I opened the text from, keep in mind, again, this Stockton area code, the text read as follows. Your an ass. <laughs> so it wasn't his number because I had fully blocked him. So he had found somebody else's number to text me that I'm an ass for ghosting him and blocking him. But I'm like, okay, listen, you lied to me. You fully catfished me and lied to me. So who's really in the wrong here? You know, maybe I should have said something to him, but I just, I think because of my show and everything, I just felt like I couldn't say anything. I, I just, I don't know. It was just, it was such, it all happened so fast. And my friend was just like, leave it alone, leave it alone. Like, I, I just didn't really know what to do. And I honestly wasn't trying to be a dick. I just felt like he was being fully dishonest with me. And, you know, oddly enough, like the next day, I was like going on my analytics app for my website and found that somebody from Stockton was clicking through every single one of the pages on my website. And, you know, the rest is fucking history. So whoever this guy is, he's making it his mission to like do something crazy. Enough time clearly has passed and I think this is all settled and I think it's gone away. But like, aren't you glad that I didn't pursue anything with this guy? Because look what happened. Like it could have been so fucking bad. Like he seems like a lot of drama. He seems like a lot of crazy. And I just... I'm so glad that it didn't work out. And maybe I didn't approach the situation in the correct way, but I'm just glad it's over and he's blocked. And I really hope that I never have to see him ever fucking again. And that's it. That's what happens when the ghost has to do its job because it just so happened to meet a catfish. <laughs> So what do we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops or bossy power bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender and questioning? Well, I'd like to think we learned a whole hell of a lot. All right. Well, listen, at any rate, we learned that, you know, ghosting is far more common than any of us are really willing to admit out loud. I mean, and I think that we all can admit that we ghost people kind of on a regular basis, maybe without even intentionally trying to do so. It's just sort of, you know, life gets busy sometimes. But when you get so hardcore involved with someone and time moves on and communication is constant and 
you suddenly find yourself in a situation like I did this last week where I found myself just completely shocked and completely catfished. And what do you do when you're physically face-to-face with somebody who put you in a situation that if you did call them out, it was potentially a very uncomfortable and very, like, just not appropriate conversation to even have because of the situation, what would you do? And listen, as I've stated before, I am so comfortable having those uncomfortable conversations, but I'm not here to hurt people's feelings. I'm not here to lower people's self-esteems. I'm just here to build people up. But when people go out of their way to be the biggest fucking catfish that I've ever met in my entire life, I just, I could not believe, could not believe that it was done and just thought out that completely elaborate and just all the details involved. It was it was just fucking crazy. So, you know, maybe I shouldn't have ghosted him, but I did. And And this is the result. This is what happens. And I still sit here in this moment and understand that ghosting's not the right thing to do, but you have to kind of pick the situation for what it is and just really fully figure out if people are right for you because guys I'm here to tell you I've dated a lot in my past and guys aren't always who they say they are once you start to get to know them and that is clearly what would have happened in this specific catfish situation given the situation being the way that it was or not and really I just want to hear from you the listeners what do you think do you feel that it's ever okay to ghost somebody and tell me all about it and all the reasons why you think it is or just isn't by calling the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in, leave a message and tell me what your situation is, what you did or what you didn't do. Why? Just fucking tell me all about it. I want to know. Uh, and with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Exposing My Gay. Don't forget to check out the official show website at mygayexposepodcast.com where you can find any information you need to know about the show. And don't forget to check out the latest piece to the My Gay Expose podcast puzzle, the official My Gay Expose podcast merch line, Bossy Power Bottom Wear, officially live on ronniewashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I washburn.com. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will ghost you and not give you any reason why. Next time. Expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself. 
what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Production.